Hey guys, welcome to the Guest Life Podcast, episode 21. We've got Corey Stringer from Innovate Hockey Development. Uh, Corey Stringer is the founder and coach at Innovate Hockey Development. Obviously, if you're from Hamilton and you grew up playing hockey and you're about you know 30 to 35 to 25, uh, you've heard the name Stringer. Um, Corey's won championships, including the Western Conference Championship, the Robertson Cup, the National Championship, the Minto Cup. He's been around the game a little bit. Now he's taken a different seat. Um, Corey, being from Hamilton, he's got an amazing story. So happy to have him here. Uh, just a little bit of thing about the Guest Life Podcast, guys. We're talking about Hamilton um, entrepreneurs that are changing the game. They're you know coming up with new ideas. Uh, they're getting through challenging opportunities. And uh, a guy like Corey is just, you know, he's the whole package. So thanks, thanks so much for having me. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Love being here. I'm glad I got the call. Thanks so much. <laughs> As Ish would say, you got the call. That's yeah, it. Yeah, got, got the, the nod. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Corey, uh, Corey Start, I don't even want to take away from him. I've known Corey for a number of years, uh, you know, through friends of friends, but also just in the industry. Um, I grew up playing minor hockey in Hamilton. Uh, it's obviously a great bunch of organizations that are being uh, being built in the city, also building some some really big uh, big names coming out, and Corey's one of them. He also he's going to touch a little bit on his lacrosse career and, and how he's built that up. So um, welcome, Corey Stringer. Thank you once again, Danny. Like I said, I appreciate it. Excited to dive right in and and just talk talk about it all. So uh, so I know a little bit about Corey being able to you know shoot the shit with him for for a number of uh, number of nights on the town as well as some business talks when he was working for his last employer. So just tell us a little bit about your new your new initiative with uh, with innovation. Yeah, I uh, I've been working. I'd been working about six months uh, on Hamilton specifically and bringing something that can relate to hockey development. Been working with uh, Zach Ronaldo with the Calgary Flames. And our focus is how do we create something in this city? How do we give back to the kids of this city, the city that we grew up in and that gave us so much in hockey, in sports, in coaching, in school? So Zach and I have been working on uh, trying to create a facility in the city of Hamilton that, you know, would be like no other top notch training facility with ice, with a gym, with a full nutrition center. Um, and, and from that, I came to an opportunity where I wanted to start my on ice development immediately. And it was a, a crazy, a pretty crazy sequence. Uh, my last employer was Penske truck leasing. I was in transportation and, uh, to be uh, completely honest, it was a, it was a filler job for me. I came out of hockey with pro hockey life, uh, took an opportunity with Penske and it was great. Great people learned a lot, but it just, uh, it, it didn't get it done for me. It wasn't a passion. And, uh, with Zach and I trying to work on a new project, um, COVID hit during that time. I took a step I back. Remember, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> took a step back and said, this is what I really want to do. This is what I love. This is what I'm good at. You know, not to toot my own horn by any means, but this is where I belong. And when it doesn't feel like work, you and I were talking about it before. Yeah. When it's a passion and it doesn't feel like you're working, then there's no better feel in the world. So started Innovate Hockey Development um, with a huge help to to my media guys, uh, TS Media. Yep. Justin, Storm, Matt, those guys have done a tremendous job for me right out of the gate. And really, I haven't looked back since June. And it's just been 
ear-to-ear smile. Uh, it's extremely rewarding because I'm on the ice with these young guys uh, that have a future in hockey. And, you know, we I do all different ages, all different levels. And for me, it's so much more than hockey. It's just about building incredible people. And that's what hockey did for me. It gave a solid foundation. And I'm at the point where I started this business because I want these kids to grow up into amazing people and just build off of what their parents have already started to create. So totally. And, uh, and the word mentorship in this industry, I'm sure is just t- the tenfold. Um, do you find that there's a lot of, you know, you know, starting from what age groups do you kind of take on? I've been as young as eight, nine years old okay. right now. Um, and primarily focusing on, uh, the rep players, the rep system in Hamilton, so the Hamilton Huskies, Hamilton Junior Bulldogs, and then surrounding areas as well. Um, but generally that eight, nine years old, which is a great age because they're so raw, they're so fresh, and all they want to do is go out and please you as a coach, as a mentor. So uh, for me, I really focus on being one of their best buds, being a friend. But at the same token, I work them extremely hard. <laughs> extremely hard. And I think anybody that's been out and, and has seen what I do uh, realizes, you know, the kids are coming off sweating. Yeah. But when mom and dad ask how it was, they love it. Yeah. They love it. So uh, I, I captivate that audience, these these young athletes, whether it's eight years old or 18. Yeah. Um, I give them a great workout. I make sure we're focusing on their skills. And at the, the very end, make sure they have a blast and they want to keep coming back. And you, and you talk about that kind of influencing, um, you know, the younger generation at that age, eight, nine, you know, men and women that are playing, you know, elite sports. How did that translate for you growing up in your, you know, obviously I know you've been playing elite hockey since while you were two. <laughs> yeah, it started skating around three years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure your dad was trying to put skates on you before that. For anyways, sure, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> You know, how did that translate for you into a successful A hockey career, but also now you know, taking on this entrepreneurial role, um, owning a business, being that next generation of mentors. How did you find it influential when you were that age? I remember my coaches. Obviously, I remember my mom and dad. um, And they were huge support of what I did growing up. You know, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I am today. I think we can all relate to that. But you know, when you get to the rink and you have that coach, that coach is a friend, is a mentor, someone that you can relate with and give you that guidance. You know, sometimes mom or dad will, you know, give you a a quick guff and you're just like, ah, whatever, dad, whatever. But looking back, you know, I would have kicked my own ass because I should have listened more. And I think that's where the opportunity now comes because I want to be educational for these young athletes. Yeah. I want to give them everything they need to give them all the tools they need to, but there's so much gray area and they're just, they're at points in their lives where they just aren't educated on what's next and where they want to go. So for me, I look back at my coaches and what they did for me and how they helped. And, you know, some to this day, I'm still close, very close friends with a guy like John McDonald. He coached me with the the Hamilton Red Wings and still one of my best buddies. I talk to him on a weekly basis. Really? And a guy like that, he did so much for me at a young age from 16 to 20 that I can't thank him enough. And he's still doing stuff for myself and buddies and friends today. So, you know, that was my vision starting Innovate Hockey. It's, It's far more than hockey. It's how can I be a leader, a mentor to these next generation of athletes? And again, I, I'll go back to it. It's, it's about how are they going to turn out when they're 20, 25, 30 years old, yeah. making sure they're just amazing human beings. And hey, 
if they can get to the NHL, it's icing on the cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little sauce. That's on it. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's amazing, man. Like, and I think uh, as as leaders in industry, I mean, in, in our in our industry, I think about the guy that gave me the opportunity. You know, my first boss. Um, giving me a co-op uh, as a as a high school kid doing plumbing, right? Um, you know, my uh, hockey career was pretty short-lived. Uh, I did have one glory year at Junior D. Over <laughs> <laughs> for the St. George Dukes. But Love it. Again, yeah, again, you know, I, I left on a high note. Um, but, yeah, talking about those people in those years that are so impactful to who I've become as a leader, um, as a mentor, and also that kind of that feeling of giving back when you can. Right. Like uh, at what point in your career is it? OK, you know what? The next generation's there to to you got to build them up. Right. You got to build them up and support them and, and guide them. Right. And I think it's uh, you know, you don't hold it for granted. Like, oh, I didn't get guidance when I was that age. But it's like, wow, just imagine I had a little bit more you know, structure. Just imagine I had a little bit more focus. Just imagine I knew what, you know, teams to go try out for or who was the right person to talk to on a team. Right. And I think um, when you get to a level of um, kind of seniority, I'm sure with hockey, there's a lot of politics involved in terms of who you can talk to, who you're going to approach, whether it's a scout or an agent. I don't know. You know, you can maybe touch on that that point in terms of who you're connecting with for your, you know, uh, you know, uh, kids next level. Right. That 16 year old. What stage do you take your guys to? I want to be with them the whole ride. Yeah. And I want to start at eight, nine. Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest thing is I want them to realize how good they actually are. But staying humble, staying hungry, wanting it every second. So, you know, for me, it's, it's educating them on that piece. Start when we're young and let's jump on that roller coaster and let's get you to the NHL if, that, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, so just being there, you know, trying to, to tell them straight up how it is that some others might not. Um, and, and, you know, as far as giving them different avenues, that's where, you know, hook up with certain people throughout the OHL and use connections that I've had and I've been lucky enough to make in my career. I actually partnered with a recruiting company as well. Wow. Uh, they're called Hudson Athletic Recruiting. Okay. And uh, they've done a, a great job right across Canada getting these elite athletes to the NCAA. Wow. So I don't want to just keep it to one avenue. I want all of my athletes to understand which direction, which options they have. And let's talk about what's going to work. You know, are you a student? I think that's the, the biggest thing, the most, most important that was, I think, overlooked during my younger years because we <laughs> like to have a good time yeah. and school was school. But yeah. school is so important now. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's first and foremost. These kids need to understand. So if we give That's them that opportunity yeah. and we say, hey, listen, you have four years of high school. If that, before you're gone somewhere doing something much bigger in hockey or in lacrosse or whatever field you're in, bear down. This is grade nine. Let's start it. Grade nine, 10, 11. You know, we look at things like your SATs, and that's where a recruiting company comes in as a great partner of Innovate. And we now have a team of people that are going to, get this individual to the next level. Wow. And so I think, uh, you know, now that I'm trying to get older and, and, and as things develop, we start, you know, you, you have uh, kids yourself. And yeah. how do you do, how do you deal with the dynamic between parents and kids, especially at that elite level, 
right? From a parent's perspective, obviously we want the, what's best for the kids, but it's also, you know, those parents that it's been an investment for them for years. They're, you know, everybody thinks their kids going to the show. Yeah. Um, how do you change, like, how do you deal with that dynamic to be supportive, but also realistic? Um, obviously if you're dealing with people at an elite level, you understand what an elite athlete looks like. And I think we can all say, well, I shouldn't say all of us, but from uh, an entrepreneurial standpoint, we know what's elite and what's not elite. Someone Absolutely. that wants to couldn't agree you, more. You know, yeah. wants to showcase that they're elite, but they're not doing the dirty work. They're not, you know, you talk about owning a business. You were just before this, we were talking about, you know, he's working seven days a week and he doesn't even feel like he's working. So that's the difference, right? I'm sure you get those kids. How do you deal with that parent? Yeah, everybody's different. You know, everybody's themselves, and uh, I think that's probably one of my biggest strengths. Uh, you know, from, from my son Hudson, who's 13 years old, I really noticed it with some of the older parents who had mentioned to me, you know, you're extremely good with these kids. You know, you're a coach, you get it done, you're hardworking, but you're extremely uh, sensitive with them and understand, you know, their needs. So, you know, I translate that, that same, same mentality to the parents and let's have a conversation, but just remember, let's have a real conversation here. And if we're going to talk about your son, your daughter, and you know what you guys may have done over the past five, 10 years to prepare for where you are and where you wanna be. We all need to understand the reality of some conversations. So, you know, you have some crazy hockey parents, let's, let's call it what it is. Yeah. You have others that are very understanding, they get the process. You have some that are completely uneducated. Um, and I think majority of hockey parents just don't know what the next step is. You know, because they want to instill that trust in their child to start making some decisions. You know, they're, they're in, whether they're in grade eight, nine, ten. You know, want to instill that independence. But that leading back to the team effort now with Innovate, with uh, our TS Media, with Hudson Athletic Recruiting, with mom and dad, with the kids, with siblings. Let's let's figure out a plan here. And first and foremost is what you guys want. Yes. yes. I know little Johnny's going to go to the NHL in your eyes. I get that. But let's actually talk about it. And what does that look like? Yeah. First off, you know, do I think he has it right now or not? And that could be a tough conversation. So just massaging it accordingly, you know, but understanding that the truth needs to be told. Totally. And setting those expectations and that education piece, like you, you, you talked about a couple times now, is massive, right? Um you know, in any industry going into a, you know, someone's budget and they're saying, Oh, I want to, you know, I want a main floor edition. I got 20 grand. So it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. You don't just laugh at them and say, you don't know what you're talking about. It's not going to happen. You know, Hey, you know, do you understand the cost of, you know, this and that? And I think when it comes to, especially when you're talking about elite, elite athletes, because, um, <laughs> you know, it, again, back to my career, a very very little elite training but you had some kids that were playing junior d that were thinking that they were going yeah. they were you know they had nhl tattoos on them they were dialed in they had you know they were they they were doing off dice training all that stuff they just didn't have the skill um and i bet that's a really hard you know uh piece to kind of bring all together absolutely because the reality is you're gonna have some kids that are just purely skilled you know, that can go out and party every single night of playing junior hockey and show up to the rink and still put two or three, four points up on the board. Yeah. They just have it. Whereas other kids are in the gym and they're running and they're doing stuff on their own. Um, it, the, the reality is that skill level is just not there. 
it's just not there. Maybe it's just not there yet. Um, and you never want to say to anybody that, you know, there's no fighting chance, but let's figure out how we're going to get better. Totally. Let's work on these skills yeah. because you're going to run through the wall. I can see that, you know, a little Mike, he wants to run through the wall for you. And those are the kids you love because they have the foundation. They have the attitude, the, the character, great personality. Let's get their skills better. Cause you'll take a full team of those kids that'll say, yes, coach, what do you need? Run, skate right through the wall and just get the job done for you. But you know, they might not be that kid that goes bar down, right? Yeah. They, they're not Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid. And that's where, what are we going to do here? Mm-hmm. How much time do we want to invest in the training yeah. and what areas do we need to focus on? You might be a fantastic skater but rock hands, you know? <laughs> so let's put a plan to <laughs> And I wasn't really that good of a skater either. <laughs> so, you know, finding, finding the areas that they, they excel in, they're pros and cons, yeah. right? And the areas that we need to focus and work on. So, and that's, that's part of the entire experience. And so let's touch a bit on your career, man. You, you had a, you know, it's, it's not something to overlook in terms of your, you know, how successful you were in your hockey career. I mean, uh, I know you're a very humble guy cause you don't talk about it much. And I know you love talking about the kids that you're dealing with and, and teaching and, and getting that next level, but some of your credentials are just off the charts here. So let's just, Thanks, buddy. I appreciate let's just it. <laughs> dive into it a little bit, right? Just so everybody can understand, um, you know, a lot of the people don't realize how much goes into it. Oh, I just started a hockey school and it was successful. No, no, no. It's not how it works. So tell us a little bit about your career. Where'd you start? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, I think my dad had me on skates about three years old. Uh, Wentworth Triple Rinks. Okay. Little Kilties program. And I think I cried for the first <laughs> half an hour. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of kids. Uh, I started to, to figure it out after that. And I played uh, Hamilton Reps, which are now the Hamilton Huskies. Okay. All of my minor hockey, double A, triple A. And that's all over the city? Yeah, we played uh, in the Alliance. So our league, you know, I can remember going to London or Sarnia on a Wednesday night. You know, a lot of travel, a lot of drive, but Mm -hmm. that's when you alluded to it earlier, just talking about the the investment from the parents, you know, not only financially, but their time. You know, I remember my mom and dad, they had had a brother and younger brother and sister, and they were running around like taxi drivers every night. Yeah. Hockey, basketball, lacrosse, it was crazy. So um, that's, like I said, I can't thank them enough for that. But played all my minor hockey with with the Hamilton reps. And some of my best friends to date are still guys that I played with since I was five, six years old. Um, So it's, that's the best part about it, the the relationships you build. So um, getting into like 16 years old, that's when, you know, junior hockey really starts. I played uh, junior B for the Stony Creek Warriors. Okay. Um, and then again, going back to some of the most influential coaches, Glenn Walsh was there, uh, and he was he was awesome. He he was he had a big impact on where my hockey was going at that point. Um, hard ass, and he <laughs> he he told me what's up and what I needed to do and why I would do certain things. And um, he he helped me get to that next level because the that same year I started playing with the Red Wings um, near the end of the year in playoffs and just had some fun with it. You know, uh, we went out and didn't play much. You know, I may have had one or two shifts a game, but went out, tried to bang some bodies, um, got in a scrap, got in a couple scraps, just trying to prove to these guys that I deserve to be there. Yeah. Uh, next year, I, I made the Red Wings and was there for four years. Uh, I was a captain of that team my last year when we won the Western Conference champions. Amazing. Uh, and, you know, it was just, it was such a phenomenal last year of junior hockey. 
again, some of my best friends from that team, uh, Still to this day, guys like Frankie Granitz and Chris Dunsmere, um, we had quite a, a powerhouse team with Zach Ronaldo, who's with the Calgary Flames. Uh, Cam Talbot was our goalie. He's in wow. Minnesota, Minnesota Wild. Uh, Spencer Abbott, who's had a great career in Europe, he played with the Leafs as well. Yep. Um, guys that have been around, a handful of guys that played in the American League, and uh, that that was a big year for me because I found that that found out that year that I was becoming dad, and I was having my son later that year. So we had a big championship. Western Conference champs, which is one of the most winning in Red Wings history. Next round, we played Aurora Tigers. They beat us. It was uh, it was a tough series, bloody series. It was old school hockey, um, but just such a, a great memory of it. They went on to to win the national title. Wow! And you know we were that close. And if there's one thing I look back on, it's we get past them and we have the opportunity. And I tell all my guys, you know if you want to get to that next level, it's teams that get to that next level because the longer you play, the more you're going to be noticed. And if you're playing for the Stanley Cup, you're there for a reason. Obviously, trying to get to the Stanley Cup, if you're playing junior A hockey and you're in the national championship, you've played a lot of hockey. And a lot of people have seen you, and they can see what your team as a whole is doing, mm-hmm. bringing you to that next level. And they know you're a winner. They know you're a leader. They've probably met with you wanted to find out about your characteristics. So that's all part of it too. And, um, you know, it was a tough loss, tough way to end junior hockey without a major championship. But, you know, being Western Conference champs, we got nice big old rings. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, From there, I ended my lacrosse career as well that summer. Okay. Um, My lacrosse career, I grew up playing for the Hamilton Bengals uh, in Hamilton every year. Uh, Some success, you know, uh, it was a... It's a growing sport that unfortunately hasn't really been able to gain a whole lot of traction. It'd be great to see that sport, you know, where the uh, NHL is or NFL or NBA. It just hasn't been able to get that traction yet. Um, played my junior lacrosse. I got drafted to Mississauga Tomahawks. Okay. And uh, as a 16-year-old, I uh, became their captain my second year. So I was 17. So they saw those leadership qualities in me. Played with guys like John Tavares, captain of the Leafs. Uh, played with guys like David Boland, former Chicago Blackhawk, Matt Molson was with the Sabres, a lot of NHL guys that are playing lacrosse. Really? And it was awesome. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah that's t- wild. Tons of guys. You know, having a guy like John Tavares playing uh, junior lacrosse with, he was oh, he's four or five years younger than me, so he was just a young pup. And I tried to provide guidance to him, and he was my rookie. I made sure I looked after him, right? And then sure enough, he's just – a household name that everybody knows his resume. Everybody, yeah. In Mississauga, we we had some battles. Uh, We weren't the strongest, but, you know, one year we went 0-20. We didn't win a game. And that taught me a lot. That changed me as a person and uh, at that point requested a trade. Uh, But during that time, the Hamilton Junior B Bengals were starting up a team again. Okay. And they approached me about coming back and being the face of that team. And uh, Andre Godet was a huge part of that. And I can't thank him enough because it was amazing. I even got to play with my brother one year. Yeah. During that time, Mississauga traded me to Six Nations. Went out to play for the Six Nations Arrows. Was with them for two years. Uh, We lost a Minnow Cup in Six Nations against Peterborough. Following year, we flew out to BC and we won the Minnow Cup. Canadian champs, we were on Sportsnet. It was fantastic. Wow. It was such an experience, uh, you know, shaping my lacrosse career. And then that same same day we won the, the Minnow Cup, I was drafted to the National Lacrosse League by the Chicago Shamrocks, which 
just made for an amazing day as I'm sure you can imagine. So, uh, yeah, I've been a crazy road. Um, didn't end up pursuing lacrosse because I was so in love with hockey. Um, I was at camp with Chicago and made a decision to, to try and pursue hockey at that point. Um, and the, the big thing for me is I just, I didn't have clarity at that time of where I wanted to go and didn't even realize, you know, I wasn't a good student. You know, we'll call it what it is. I wasn't, but I, you know, I thought there was opportunity maybe to go to Brock and play some hockey, play CIS hockey. And yeah. the grades just, just weren't there. So that, that was an eye opener for me. Um, I always thought, Hey, it's about, you know, who you know, and you know, you got the skill, you can maybe slide you under the rug. It's just, it's not that way at all. That's where, I, you know, part of my folk major focus is on, on the schooling side of things. Yeah. So, um, at that point. Uh, I kind of took a little bit of a break, uh, but jumped right back into senior A hockey. And uh, I was playing for the Brantford Blast. And that was another tremendous time in my life because I had a lot of guys that I played with or played against, uh, grew up with, and we had a phenomenal team. I, if I recall, we didn't lose a game. Yeah, that's some, some serious hockey from what I've been told. Crazy. And yeah. we played uh, Dundas, Real McCoys, the Robertson Cup. We won, yeah. flew up to Winnipeg. Uh, we had to come back to Kenora and we ended up losing, um, for a chance to go to the Allen cup, which is oldest hockey trophy in in Canada. So, uh, lost out there. It would have been a nice, you know, a nice way to potentially end. And what, what age were you at that age? I would have been 24. Oh, wow. 23, 24. So yeah, my junior hockey ended at 21. Same with lacrosse and lacrosse. I was flirting with, with Chicago for kind of 21, 22 years old. And then we're still playing hockey, but, you know, just kind of once, twice a week with some elite guys and, and then went to play in Brantford and we had such a great time. And at that point, my son got to come too, and he got to watch and you oh, know, he was, great. he was three, four years old. So he's in the stands with, with my parents watching and it, it was great, you know, him coming down in the room after, um, because I'll give Brantford credit and a lot of senior teams credit. They, they take after their, or they look after their guys and we had a beautiful dressing room you know, individual stalls, carpets, TVs, like, you know, it was, it was great hockey and it was so much fun. So at that point I was working in hockey as well for pro hockey life. Yep. Uh, I was a GM of their store, uh, Stony Creek mountain. Yep. And a beautiful facility. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was awesome. You know, again, just being a passion, being in it, working in it, just talking about it every day. It was just easy. Yeah. And that's why I'm at where I'm at today. Yeah. Because it's not work for me. And I think that's a big takeaway for anybody. I mean, first of all, it's an incredible career. Um, Thank you. <laughs> something, something I like, I learned something every day. I didn't know, uh, I didn't know that much about your lacrosse career, to be honest with you. I knew, you know, I, I always know you as, as Corey Stringer, captain of the Red Wings. Like I remember yeah. <laughs> you know, seeing you at the rink and, and there's, you know, big C on the Jersey. Those were the, you know, from a, a youth perspective, I finished my career at Mountain, so I was playing Shadok for years, and I knew your brother. Uh, your brother was always someone I looked up to because he was, you know, just a year above me, ready to go. Um, but yeah, when I went to when I went to uh, Mountain Arena where you guys played, like that was the spot. You guys, it were was the team. electric. Yeah, it was like electric. those games were nuts. Yeah. Um. So as a as a as a young kid looking up to guys like yourself, like not knowing the whole spectrum of you know, how to be a professional hockey player at such a young age, how to be professional at such a young age, you know what I mean? Being someone as a mentor that people look up to. And also, you know, I think one of the key things that you talked about there was, you know, being the, you know, the leader to Tavares and, and guys like that. And for a lot of people that don't understand, you know, what, what, how, what age are you at a senior? 
as a, as your like final year juniors? Uh, 20 years old. So you're 20 years old, right? Yeah. And you're mentoring kids that are 16 coming out. And, you, you know, for anybody, you know, grown men going in, I mean, 16 and 20, big difference. Yeah. Big difference in size. I remember I was the junior guy in junior D, and I was a big kid for my age. So I had to go after big kids. Um, but they're grown men. Right, a twenty-year-old can manhandle a sixteen-year-old. It just is what it is. Yeah. Care how big you are. Absolutely, it's called man strength. And at that yeah. age, it was a thing. Yeah. And I think uh, you know something to be very proud of, and you know, I, I test you for it. Is just that mentorship at that age, and how it stemmed into your ability to kind of take parents and understand where they're coming from. Because again, you're a young parent being able to mentor people, you know, with their kids in this atmosphere that. If you hadn't been in that in those shoes, I don't know if it would have translated as well. So you talk about you know the overnight success usually took a long time. I think you know uh, <laughs> innovate hockey is just it, you're there, and I think I think it's amazing what you're doing in the city. I you're gonna touch it. so many people. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah, and yeah. It, it it has been building. It's been building my whole life. Yeah. You know, it's easy to sit here and say I should have done this ten years ago, but all my experiences. And probably the biggest one is is having my son at 21 years old. Yeah. You know, because then I got the opportunity to coach him and train him and teach him and deal with parents, deal with different kids of all levels, hockey and lacrosse. Yeah. So it's just been, it's been a work in progress until last year. <laughs> yeah. And now. You've been writing the resume. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Now it's just incredible every day. Smiling ear to ear. So tell us a little bit about a lot of people that are listening that, you know, that they'll, they'll send a message in or the email in and they'll ask the question. What does a day in the life look like of an entrepreneur? Maybe they're work, looking at taking that next step. Um, you know, I know we talked about it a bit off camera. We can make the assumptions that we're always working. But when you love what you do, but what's your day look like? You know, you, you're fittest I've ever seen you. Um, you know, you're in Thank shape. You. You're always, yeah. a, you know, ready to go. Look like you're about to, you know, lace them up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what's a day in the life look like for Corey Stringer? Yeah, I, I, thank you, by the way. I appreciate it. I'm probably in the best shape that I've ever been in my life, you know, turning 35 this year. Um, I put a lot of focus on just my body uh, and making sure that I'm, in, I'm feeling good. And I think all, if you're feeling good, if you're putting in the work, the rest is, is going to follow suit. So, you know, I'm up. I'm trying to relax first thing in the morning, have my coffee, watch a little bit of news, a little bit of sports center, stay up to date. Mm. Um, a big thing for me, especially when it's nice, is I'm out back right away and I'm just sitting and I try and keep off my phone for a solid, you know, 30 minutes to an hour uh, because I have the time during the day now. You know, as a, a hockey instructor, kids are in school till three o'clock every day. Parents are working, you know, even with COVID, they're still in, in school. So my daytime is pretty open and um, the phone never stops. As I'm sure you know, you can attest to that. It's go, go, go. Yeah. So a lot of inquiries and I handle that on my own. Uh, I've built that business over the past year uh, by myself with the help of my media company. So I chat with them three times a week uh, just on strategy and what's next. And different launches and how we're going to involve the kids, how we're going to involve the parents and potential giveaways and that engagement level online because it's 2021 and, you know, the online presence is more apparent in today's society than ever. You need to have a strong game and those guys for me do it. So, um, you know, by about lunchtime, uh, I'm running the stairs 
stroke stairs, steady. I'm out jogging. Yeah. I'm working out. Uh, I love, that's my release for me. I love going out. I love just sweating. If, if easiest way to put it, I guess, is just releasing all the bad toxins that are in me. Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever it's related to, I just get out and I sweat and I feel like a million bucks. And I'm home and, you know, at that point, showered and ready. And, you know, it's a little different schedule than others because, you know, it's like yourself. I know you're an animal. You're working out early morning. Yeah. You know, you're in the office early. Um, you know, I'm kind of showering early afternoon and then I'm getting ready for my day when I go to the rink. Yeah. And that's at, could be at 3.30, 4 o'clock. And I'm usually home, you know, 10, 10.30, 11 o'clock at night, depending on how many sessions I do each night. So, you know, that afternoon is nice so I can develop you know, what I want to do that evening and what groups I have. And uh, just making sure the big thing for me is response time. So for me, dealing with a lot of my clients, it's always the parents. And just make sure that everybody's aware. I don't want anybody to ever be waiting. And I think replying quickly in a timely manner and providing all the information that's necessary goes a long way with people. Um, so, you know, I'm home by 11, showered, and I'm, I like my sleep. So... <laughs> I'm usually out like a light right away yep. and, uh, you know, get a solid eight hours and I'm up at it doing it again. That's my Monday to Friday, you know, yeah. Saturday, Sundays change a little bit, but it's about, you know, my food. What am I putting in my body? Good food. I'm drinking a ton of water. I probably have, you know, 12 to 15 glasses of water a day. Yeah. Nothing else. I don't do pop. I don't do juice. It's just, it's, and that's what I think people have a hard time understanding is what's going in, what's going into the body. Um, and then just staying active, doing stuff going for a run, got the music going, clear your head. And then I'm at the rink and it's just time flies by because it's easy. Yeah. And I know I'm doing a great job and the kids are sweating. They're learning, they're getting better. You know, I, it's so, we talked about a little bit before, but it's so rewarding now, you know, over the past couple of months to see where some of these athletes have gone, yeah. you know, because of them being on the ice as much as they have. And I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and take all the credit. They're on the ice with their teams. You know, they're on maybe with, uh, uh, other trainers throughout the city or surrounding city. There's a lot of great hockey guys around yeah. that do a great job. Totally. Not the be all end all by any means. And I tell my guys, variety's good. Go see different development, different training, different, you know, different options. Cause it's all going to make you better. Yeah, totally. So. Oh, it's amazing, man. I think it's a, it's a, you know, it's a lifestyle, right? You, you know, you're taking calls, even though you're not working, you're working and, you know, getting up and taking care of your body. I mean, I always looked at, you know, a personal trainer or someone in business that you're going to take advice from. Like, I want to, what are they doing? You know, how are they developing their skills? Yeah. Right. It's really easy to delegate. It's really hard to do. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a huge part of it. Well, uh, we're wrapping up here, but what advice would you give to that next generation of entrepreneurs that wants to take a risk like you did and start something that they're so passionate about that they feel might be, you know, their thing that they don't, they don't feel like is work. Yeah. I would say just take the jump, just do it. You know, I know it's scary. Was I scared? Absolutely. Am I still? Yeah. Because we're on a, lo a third lockdown right now and arenas are closed, which is a whole nother discussion. But I'm, I, am, am I scared? Yes. Am I going to be scared in five years? Probably 10 years. Yep. Cause I want to continue to grow. So mm -hmm. if you're, if, if you're working, if you're in a job that you're not enjoying, look, see what's out there. And as far as opening your own business, you know, what are you good at and what do you love? Because those are the two things that are going to equal success and a fantastic lifestyle. 
you know, I think part of me and the figure that I have now just staying in, in great shape, I said to buddies the other night, I said, a lot of it is stress because I'm not stressed about anything. Yeah. You know, I'm putting everything in, I'm working out, but I'm not stressed. So stress alone is going to cause, you know, that weight to fluctuate and people that are unhappy and whether it's eating, whether it's just putting on weight. So if you're not happy, go and go and do it. But, you know, have that passion for it. Don't just think you're going to get into something because you like it or you enjoy it and it's going to be successful because a lot of people fail, but that's okay. You get knocked off, let's try, try it again. You know, find what works and you run with it and I guarantee that you are never going to work a day in your life. And it's so cliche, yeah. so cliche. Yeah. And I always heard people, I'm like, yeah, you know, I got bills to pay. I got, you know, my son to look after, healthcare. You know, I need my future, security. And then I started doing it and my eyes opened. Yeah. Did they ever? You don't know until you don't know. That's it. That's so. Cool. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast, Corey. We've got uh, Guest Life Podcast, episode 21. We always want to ask ourselves this question and, and you know, Corey's a, fucking just a beautiful beautiful showcase of that is why not me why not now you want to ask yourself that so just you know think a little bit deeper on what your passions are and what your what your next steps are in terms of whether you're going to you know start on your own or you're going to take your business to the next level thank you so much for tuning in guys um if you can like and share us on youtube uh instagram um you know we're really trying to get that engagement out on this platform we've been here just over a year now it's a big milestone for us at at the Guest Life Podcast. We've got Ty in the background working on it. Uh, Rupinder in the background working on our, on our platform. Just trying to showcase some of these amazing talents like Corey. Um, you know, it, it's not easy kind of putting yourself out there. And I know when I ask, you know, I've been asked to be on podcasts and, and it's, uh, it means the world for me to get guys like Corey on and some of the amazing talent that we've had on. So thank you so much, Corey, for being on the show. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs>